0: Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life, as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hopefully y'all having a great day out there today. Muzzle Monday, time to pack a punch. Or maybe less relied on having to pack a punch or having to have such a heavy load through those shoulders you'll know what I'm talking about soon got a case study coming up today of a patient and this was somebody coming into physical therapy for some shoulder pain and I got kind of the uh, heads up on the play that you know some gnarly shoulder pain just came on out of nowhere two weeks ago and was uh, real bad when they came to the MD for three days and I could barely move it. Then, you know, by the time they came to see me, all right, they they're doing pretty good, kind of calmed down. Um, they saw ortho. Ortho said, hey, nothing to worry about too much. Still go to PT, still get it checked out, yada, yada, yada. So again, this this episode is actually going to detail while part, a huge importance of this is about getting the context, getting the history for everything going on. So patient, mid-30s, coming in and having that shoulder pain. It's calmed down a ton since then, right? And what are the big concerns? Well, big concerns are, hey, kind of extreme ranges of motion. All right, that makes sense. But then other things are, you know, kind of came up in the history when I was talking to her. She has two dogs at home. So first of all, love it. Dogs make the world go round. But one of them, gnarly arthritis, not doing too well and so can't actually walk up the stairs to their second story apartment. So what does she do? She carries the 90 pound dog. And this wasn't just like, I was like, okay, so did you feel something while this happened? No, not really. I just can't remember when the shoulder started hurting. Okay. Um, How long was this the first time you carried the dog like that? Oh no, 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 I got a whole harness system. Uh, I've been doing this for a year and a half. So, okay, a year and a half, no problem, carrying a 90 pound dog. you know, could it be something, right? And she said, hey, I draped this over my right shoulder. So location was kind of making sense. Uh, she obviously didn't try picking that dog back up again, was kind of helping it crawl up the stairs, uh, supporting it under its stomach, just kind of helping it waddle right back up. So what do we got to do, right? To understand this person's movement, understand what they do, get the breakdown. And basically, right? No idea where this came from. So going throughout the exam and everything. And again, what could happen that it irritates the shoulder so bad that it heals so quickly that it's good again? Well, that's a good sign anyways that for prognosis that she's feeling a ton better in two weeks. So go throughout the tests and everything. Active range of motion is looking pretty darn solid. You know, limitations is end range flexion, end range abduction that irritate it. Like a one out of 10 pain, very end range. Um, don't need to do any overpressure because i know i would kind of know what that would feel like in that area um plus again already had the pain reproduced uh then going very end range external rotation end range was the same side to side but it was just a little bit irritating at the very end uh then hand behind back again end range was kind of three or four vertebral segments more limited side to side so she, she was riding the money right end range extreme ranges of motion were the only thing that bothered it. But then obviously she hadn't tried picking up weights or anything, aka her dog. Now, when I got more into her history, right, she said that, hey, you know, before all this happened, right, before COVID happened, let's say, which, right, a long time ago, she was going to the gym like three or four days a week, and she would do a cardio warm-up for almost an hour. That involved most of the time she'd do some form of running with some other kind of cardio, and then she lift weights on the arm, on the upper body and leg machines for about half an hour total, and this is about three or four times a week. I said, "Okay, what's activity level been like now?" She says, "Oh, about three days a week I go walking. Um, haven't really done much for weights or anything like that. Now I've been neglecting that." Okay. And was this like since the shoulder injury, or was this like since COVID? She's like, "No, since COVID, since the gym was closed." Wow. Right. That is a long time to go from running three or four days a week an hour and lifting weights to basically just walking especially for somebody in their mid-30s right that's a capital no bueno so from there it's like okay there's totally a deconditioning component because she's been lifting the dog for like a year and a half but this whole weight thing it's like she's not getting enough encouragement throughout the day for the muscles staying strong so part of it is okay active range of motion we got that passive range of motion it confirms that that we're good that it's still just an end range of overhead combined quadrant motion with kind of that hand behind back shoulder motion just kind of irritating a little bit but pretty darn good really and it's just hey it's in the end range tight then she feels good in coming out of it test strength and everything again outside of those extreme ranges in the normal open pack of the shoulder um, or I should say elbow by the side not a true open pack is feeling fine no problem at all nice and strong any kind of uh, you know biceps load test, any kind of test uh, for any kind of labral or ligamentous instability, negative. It's checking out. Things look pretty darn good. No major irritation. So we go into hey, let's look at these high level functional movements. So I said hey, can you show me what it's like to pick up your dog, right? So okay, she talks me through the harness system and everything. We get going through that, and I say okay. Basically, I'm thinking in my mind basically. She's coming down into a lunge position, right? For her, a very narrow lunge. She's picking the dog up, looping the harness system she has for the dog that loops under it on top of her right shoulder. And so she's got that stability in the area. Now she stands up through there with having her arm, her hand kind of hooked near the harness to help it lift up as it's over the shoulder, which in my mind and functional movement applies to, hey, front rack position hey, great, we got kettlebells in the clinic, right? So I don't need you swinging them, I don't need you overhead pressing them, that's totally fine. But we got kettlebells in the clinic, you are sure as heck gonna load that up in a front rack position to see how you're holding that, how you're going through dynamic movements. So we got doing that through a dynamic front rack lunge and seeing kind of what she did, not a pure lunge, but hey, use this, show me what it's like for you rigging this up. So I kind of walked her through, Got to get into kettlebell front rack first, um, got her doing some positions just seeing what she naturally did then correcting the movement even though there wasn't pain making it more biomechanically correct and again we let the failed test her pattern of movement through there become the treatment it was a very non-irritable shoulder and ranges of motion we gave her some stretches for it strength was fine it's more movement coordination when we get to the big picture right she's lifting up a 90 pound dog over that right shoulder And she says, hey, that's where I keep my backpack over. When I use my backpack, it's where I keep my purse over or keep everything over the right side. I said, okay, maybe when you're not in a rush sometimes, right? It's not, you don't tell somebody to brush your teeth with their opposite hand when they're in a hurry. It don't work. But when you're not in a rush sometime, right? Every once in a while, use the other shoulder. Maybe you don't start with the 90 pounds for the dog. Maybe you go ahead and start with, you know, a lighter weight, work your way up. So we got into that, right? Getting her, having a loaded backpack up um, to get her into that lunge position to drive up. As she got up to heavier weights, what happened, the trunk inclination angle came forward more in the same exact way and pattern that somebody comes up from a deadlift too early. So they come up from a deadlift, they try and lock out and rig out some tension through it in that initial drive, and what happens? Their butt rises before the chest rises. They don't rise at the same rate or same time. So butt rises first, you dump all the energy, momentum goes forward, and the weight stays behind you. All of a sudden you've got to pull and extra stabilize for the upper extremity. When that happens for her, well, she's able to hold her own enough, when she's got the dog, but really the form, pretty darn crappy. doesn't work out the best. And so, well, that's what we're dealing with here. We got to be able to regulate that form better for her to make something good happen out of it. So, end of the day moral of the story what's going on right she's got a shoulder that was a little bit irritated it's not irritated anymore but it's still stuck in this protective capsular pattern and i mean capsular pattern very loosely right a very minor capsular pattern where it's not as severe but capsular pattern yet still and with that we have her decreasing the range that she's able to move the shoulder in and she's less willing to get the muscles activated. We need to prove to her that these the shoulder positions are safe to get into. And we need to get her reloaded up again. We need to get her comfortable with moving. Both from the standpoint of, hey, let's work on some form stuff to use the strength you have to better harness lifting your dog up. Because you ain't going to let the dog go. Alright, you're going to keep helping that dog. The old, pup, the old pup needs some good help. But we're also going to say, hey, how can we use this as a training method to get stronger too. So it's one for coordination and two for strength, both in the same exercise. Normally we don't do that, right? But we can load it, we can program it differently, where we truly do work and harness in on that form component for what we're doing with the lighter load, but then scheme it. Like, hey, we're keeping you a little bit lower weight than what you can max handle. So your max capacity, right? Is staying in there for the dog, right? I'm not interested in testing you at your max capacity time and time again, but really that's subpar form. So let's get you with better form in ways to support yourself, building up your tissue capacity with a higher rep scheme, like a 10 rep scheme, doing that in a lunge, in a, uh, excuse me, a front rack, kettlebell, unilateral lunge position like you would be to help pick up the dog and bringing the chest down again simulating the best we can and getting the drive up through the hips to leverage yourself get the core activated in the right patterns so we can get you moving so again yanda at his best a failed test becomes treatment a failed test becomes treatment there's no simpler no better way to put it she failed she did not have the strength to do it she did not have the coordination to do it that is the thing she needs to do The obstacle is the way, right? That's another beautiful way of saying it. When a failed test becomes a treatment, that's that stoic philosophy of the obstacle is the way. All right, y'all. What obstacle do you have? Approach it. Run to it. Dare to dream for it. Because that is the way, my friends. Simply. Not easy.